Hello, my friends. This is Andy and Hedy coming to you live from Orange County, California. And, and, I, and sorry, it looks like it's the uh, dark room in here. I wanted to show off my new shirt yes. that I got yesterday. Here, here's your hold, hold the line. And what does it say down there? Stand, Stand strong. strong. Stand tall. Stand tall. Well, that's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I just got that. Yeah. I'm talling as I'm talling as stand as I can. <laughs> I'm standing as tall as I can. Hey, my friends, go to resurrectministry.com and that's where you'll find the content that we have in all the different shows that we do. Yes. Uh, uh, for his glory. For his glory, Remnant Rising. Remnant Rising with Our your friend Alejandra. Alejandra. You guys did a show today where it was about you. No? no, it was about Jesus. It was about Jesus. Uh, it's the resurrection. Oh. It's all about the miracles of God and Passion Week. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. When, when does that air? Do you know? Uh, Saturday night. Saturday night. Talk. Awesome. So make sure and watch Hedia in Alejandra and, um, on His Glory TV. His Glory TV. And we are, oh, sorry. I lost, lost track of the devotional by Smith Wigglesworth for April 14th. That's what we're reading from. Um, and... Um, follow along by getting your own um, book or uh, where do we find this PDF version? Where did you find that? I don't know. I think on the internet. I just did a little search. Yeah. Yeah, just a little search. Type in uh, Smith Wigglesworth devotional. You should probably be able to find it too. But like I always try to tell people, you know, buy the book, yeah. spend a little cash, put a little money in the coffers of the, the children of, of Smith. Yes. I, I wonder who does get the money now. I, I mean, because he lived in the 1800s. No, early 1920. 19, oh, yeah. early yeah. 1900s. Um, but I wonder. I wonder where it goes. Is there? Yeah, maybe there's a foundation. Great, great grandkids or something like that. You think? No idea. Hmm, interesting. All right. So we're going to read from Smith Wigglesworth devotional, and I'll talk a little bit more about the event I was at yesterday with um, uh, Hold the Line right here, and uh, we'll get into a little bit about about that. But for now, April 14th. The title of uh, Smith's devotional for today is... I look forward to talking about casting out demons. Oh, okay. Uh, the title is, What is in your heart, Hedia? Hopefully good things. Okay. I think so. I think so. The reference is Matthew 12, 35. Uh, it says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasures brings forth evil things. You know them by their fruit. Right. Uh, the scripture reading is Matthew 12, 25 through 40 through 45. Sorry, we just got done eating dinner. Um, Smith says in this devotional, God's mercy never fails. When Jesus came down from the Mount of Transfiguration, he set his face to go to the cross for you and me. When he came down from the mountain, there was a man there who had a son whom the devil had taken and thrown down and bruised. The man cried out, saying, Lord, come and help me. Here is my son. The devil takes him and tears at him until he foams at the mouth. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not help him. May God strengthen your hands and take away all our unbelief, Jesus said. Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? Bring him to me. And they brought him to Jesus, who cast out the devil spirit. But even in the presence of Jesus, those evil spirits tore the boy and left him as one dead until Christ lifted him up. Wow. Just think of the satanic power. 
The devil goes about to kill, seeking whom he may devour. But Christ said, I came to give life and life more abundantly. May God keep us in the place where the devil will have no power and no victory. I pray God that the demon powers that come out of people in today's churches will never return again. Oh, if I could only show you what it means to be delivered by the power of Jesus and what it means to lose your deliverance through your own foolishness. I know of a case like this. A man possessed by a demonic power and sickness and weakness came to Jesus and he cast the devil's spirit out. The man was made whole. Then instead of the man seeking the Holy Spirit and the light of God, he afterward went to the races. God save us. (laughs) <laughs> uh, to gamble. I don't know why I didn't right. catch that the first time. So he went to oh, the really? horse races. Yeah. Uh, it could have been the dog races because they did dog races back then too. Uh, God save us. The healing power is... Uh, oh my gosh. I can't believe I completely missed that. The oh, first you just time thought he went running or something? Yeah, yeah. I thought he went wow. running. Yeah, why do tri- you get in trouble for that? Yeah. <laughs> you got to understand early 20th century lingo. Right. The races. He went to the horse races to gamble god save us now i know why he was so perturbed the healing power is for the glory of god and it appears that this man was like the teaching that jesus gave in matthew 12 his house was empty swept and put in order makes way more sense now Uh, but he did not receive christ and the power of the spirit so the evil spirit went back and found he could gain an entrance again because the man had no other inhabitant in him he took with him another other evil spirits, and the man's case was worse than before. We must make sure that the power of God comes to inhabit us. Are you willing? Are you willing to so surrender yourself to God today that Satan will have no dominion over you? Your thought for today: If you want to be healed by the power of God, it means that your life has to be filled with God. See you pounding on the table. I do not do that. Oh, my gosh. That is so much more here. clear now. Oh, the races? <laughs> this guy, they, they heal a the guy. And he goes, oh, thank God. Now I can go back to gambling. Right. With a clear mind. Now I can go back and whore around. Now I can go back and cause debauchery. Now I can go back, whatever. After, I mean, how many times have we seen this? A gazillion. <laughs> I see it quite often, actually. <laughs> wow. All right. Let's get to your devil talk. Well, I'm really excited. Okay, folks. I'm Hi, Frank. Frank just got back from Romania two hours ago. Can't wait to share. Oh, wow. Helping people is always in my heart. That's, That's really awesome. Great. We may have to have him on the show and have him talk yes. about what he's been doing. That'd be awesome. Yes. I know, absolutely. Frank, you probably get a little bit nervous being on the, the show with us. Yeah. You know, he's not used to public speaking. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Wow. I can't wait to hear it. But uh, Frank, I got a new mic. I said, I think since, I don't think I've had this since uh, the last time you were on. I don't think. But let us know what you think of this mic makes the sound any better between the two of us. I've also changed a couple of the settings over there too. So let me know. Um, I, don't so know I don't know if the mic is ever going to make a difference with my booming voice. Well, I, you know, I could just keep adjusting these. <laughs> you little, can just keep putting me my, my sound down. Up, yeah, until you're almost <laughs> silent. Um, so here's uh, my thing. Yeah, okay, so I'm really excited. I don't know who's online with us right now, but I'm really excited to talk about this topic. Okay, so... I have been praying to the Lord. So when I first came to Christ within six months, I constantly heard from the Lord, heal the sick, kill the lame, cast out demons, daughter. And that's always stuck in my mind. I've had a lot of experience with demonic activity when I was in Islam. 
Uh, I was in a group that was what you would call demon slayers of one sort or another. So I mean, a little bit funny because they were, it's a false religion with demonics fighting demonic spirits, but nonetheless. Demons fighting demons? Demons fighting demons. <laughs> little did I know. Right. But usually, as I've explained once or twice before, I would run because I knew, I knew, I was like, demon, demon, I'm running. So I, ha I was terrified of it. And so I know the Lord, once I was baptized with the Holy Spirit and came to Christ, that he wanted to reteach me what I knew and understood. And mm. so uh, I, it's been in my heart to constantly be praying. I'm like, Lord, please um, put in the understanding of casting out demons. And I've been studying it over the years. And I think the biggest controversy um, that is in the church right now is if someone is a Christian, so supposedly has the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, they cannot be possessed by a demon. The Holy Spirit does not share tenancy with a demon. That seemed pretty commonsensical. That was a consensus of opinion. But I just found this new pastor. He's an old pastor. It's just new to me. Uh, pastor Derek Prince, originally an Australian, has done a lot of work, has wrote a seminal piece of work on demonology and casting out spirits. And he says, um, he doesn't specify whether they have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, but they are people that he has seen in the church. He's done thousands of them who do have demonic spirits and he's been able to cast them out. But he, so now he doesn't make the distinction, well, does this person have the Holy Spirit? But he describes them as strong believers in his church. So I don't know if, uh, however, many of you have an opinion about whether a person filled with the spirit can have a, a demon, but let's just talk about Christians. So we don't know whether they have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, but the point he was making is that without deliverance, people can go around, Christians can go around without joy and without peace. So not struggling in a day-to-day -day activity, but a, a overall lack of ability to conquer their eternal demons addictions, lust, um, anger, lying. So he described these spirits and he said that when he would do some of these exorcisms, he would uh, do it the way that Christ always explained, which was two words that you don't have a conversation with, with demons. You get say, out. get out. And he says that he would ask them first, as Jesus has done in the scripture, what their name was. He did that with the, uh, the crazy man in the, that was living among the tombstones in the mm. cemetery. And the voice responded legion because it was a legion of, of demons. So he would ask and they would say lies, lust, death. And he says that, you know, he was casting them out and they would say those names before he casted them out. So I just thought it was fascinating to, first of all, to, give credence to the fact that many people in the church are suffering from a demonic oppression or possession that is really um, hurting the church. And that it was really important that we learn how to have deliverance for ourselves and for others in the church and not to dismiss it as an ongoing problem. Right. And I think that's, uh, that's a lot of that is in this. Um, yeah. Devotional. You know, it, um, it reminds me of in, um, I was a police officer with the city of Anaheim. You knew that, but I'm not sure everybody that's on. Yes. That. 
So just to make sure, just to give context. Um, and one of the things that as we would go out, you know, we do like neighborhood watch meetings or we go and I visit with, you know, on patrol, I go and visit with business owners that are in my, in my area that I was responsible for. And one of the things I would always tell them, I said, you know, if, um, if they had like an out, you know, a portion of their building that wasn't being used or if they were going to go on vacation or move, or go somewhere to make sure that, you know, you always tell people to make sure you have somebody that can watch the house or even a sitter. I said, because one of the things that you have one person, one teenager or one homeless person that finds your house empty and they're, they're not only are they going to come in there, they're going to bring all their friends and not that all homeless people are devils. That's not what I'm saying, but teenagers are. <laughs> and so, but it's just like that same thing. It's just like, that's what it sounds like that they found this empty vessel, your body that was, it, it was not being occupied by its resident, uh, Holy Spirit. Right. <laughs> and he, he, not only does he come in, but he brings his friends, yes. his evil friends. And what do they do? They destroy. Wreak havoc. They wreak havoc and they poop in the corner. They, uh, they, yeah, they, okay. they can burn the house down. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, I've Bump seen it all, yes. uh, but uh, that's the, that's the one thing. And we, you know, big people would say, I know you're going to go on vacation and, but just calling us and telling us to drive by isn't always good enough. You, you really should have somebody inside like us. We should always have the Holy Spirit. Yes. And I hope that that was a, that was a good connection. Absolutely. There. But uh, it is shocking how quickly that they can, it can happen. It reminds me of living in Riverside. When um, you'd leave a crumb, I live on this rock, right? And there are ants. Oh. And um, because the ground is so hard, it's like the ants were living on the surface. Even they didn't like trying to dig through the rocks. But if you left just one little tiny crumb, oh. it was like, Parts of LA are like instantaneously, the, the ants would come from, warm. yeah. Like, how did they know? Like just took one and they brought all their friends. Yep. So sorry, that was another reference there. Um, uh, the Hooked on Jesus, is this going to be a reference? So we yes. talk about it now. So Hooked on Jesus says. There's a difference between oppression and possession. Yes, absolutely. But I think that's, I think that's the crux of the issue is that what I see to be the problem is a lot of people are suffering from demonic activity mm -hmm. and they're dismissed in the churches. Well, you have the Holy Spirit. You can't, you can't be possessed. And so the question is, one, do they truly have the Holy Spirit? And two, how different is the oppression from the possession? So that I think we get hooked, we get caught up on that lexicon and then dismiss the root of the problem in the individual. Oh. You understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it happen a lot where people are like, no, no, you have the Holy Spirit, you can't have a possession. So that's not your problem. And then the person's suffering and suffering and suffering and doesn't get deliverance because they were dismissed as saying, well, you have the Holy Spirit, you can't be possessed. And I think that's the, the point that this pastor was trying to make is that there's a lot of demonic activity mm. that we're just not addressing. And uh, Danielle's good point. I think there are a lot of Christians wandering around that invite unholy practices into their lives, like new agey kind of stuff and the crystals and tarot cards and all the rest of it. And um, I think they open a door. Yes. And, but the point he was also making is uh, your negative behavior also invites these evil spirits because these evil spirits had names of things that are sin. So uh, lust, uh, adultery, lies, death, and death being the death of the body through sin, mm -hmm. through a variety of sin, anger. He was saying too, that people 
when you're constantly plagued by these seemingly uncontrollable urges and forces that sometimes it's an oppression from demonic activity that you're not delivered from. Wow. Oh, it's fascinating. When we talk about new agey things, does that, does that include um, everything from astrology, tarot uh, cards, tarot cards about, you know, people we, I have one friend who uh, she's in the mastermind group and she talks about, well, today we're in the, you know, the April moon or the Saturn moon, or I don't even know what she says, but they talk about, you know, what moon we're in and, that kind of stuff is that also yeah I, considered demonic yes something we should it, not touch yes yeah. so uh astrology we believe in astronomy Astron- did i say but astronomy? We do not, I no i don't know oh. if you did but oh, okay. some people mistake astronomy and astrology <laughs> I, I mean i just sometimes i say it that i meant the other one. so astrology right. is the is a demonic activity but astronomy we believe in we believe in the uh, you know the positioning of the stars and what they're capable of and their relationship to the moon and the sun and planets and all the rest of it but we just don't practice astrology which is trying to foretell the future through stars and moons and alignment how many christians meet you know a person of the opposite sex they go meet for coffee or talk on the phone and one of the very first questions is what sign what sign are you <laughs> It's like, I've been guilty of that myself. (laughs) It's just like habit. You're you're used to just thinking about those things. And it's. I mean, mean, our kids and us, we talk about it all the time. It just gets brought up. You're such an Aries. You're such a Pisces. Well, I'm a Pisces with an Aries moon. Moon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the problem. So, I mean, that is kind of the thing because it's fun to talk about it because sometimes, I mean, they'll, it'll give you this description and you go, oh my gosh, that is me. And I wonder to what extent some of that, I've never researched this, maybe somebody online has, mm. to what extent the astronomy, the science of astronomy actually does cause attributes in a human being. You, so you're not trying to foretell the future by looking at your astrological sign and saying you're going to have a bad week because your moons are out of alignment. But that based on your birth date, that the certain moons and things that were aligned, I am not saying that this is true, but I'm just saying I don't know to what extent there is truth in astronomy as it creates attributes based on when you're born, Mm. as opposed to trying to predict the future through signs and stars and moons. Wow. That's a really good question. A question that I never would have thought of. I actually have thought about this a lot. Because I'm fascinated by the fact that the attributes attributed based on your moon and your sun signs are quite accurate. Mm. So I've always wondered at that and I never looked it up. And this is, I was wondering as a Muslim, so I haven't looked it up in terms of Christian um, theology, which I think would be an important question. And one more thing I wanted to add too, was that they, um, yoga. So when I first came to Christ, people were telling me, don't do yoga. And I was like, well, I don't do the chanting thing. I don't do the Om Namaste stuff. And I'm just doing the positioning. And, and the Lord told me to stop. Mm. Yeah, because there was even the configurations of the body. So yoga is based on the I, postures. I love yoga. The postures aligning yourself to that belief system. So they're supposed your to create. Center your chakra. Chakras, the whole thing about the sun, uh, downward dog, sun salutations, like the movements themselves are rhythms to that demonic god, false god. Hmm. 
And I thought it was kind of wonky, but but I know a lot of people feel that way about it. Well, then that's why we go to Pilates. Yeah. Pilates is... There you go. Is a better version of what would be yoga-ish. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, one last thing. I just wanted... Um, uh, oh, I wanted to visit... Well, the interesting thing about the signs is that when we look at what sign we are, it's based on the calendar that we use currently here in the United States of America, which is called something. <laughs> I was trying the to come Gregorian up with calendar. Gregorian, yeah. Um, but there are some aspects, uh, if I'm not mistaken, based on some things I've been learning lately, is that there were different calendars that the Bible had used in the beginning, which was a different Still calendar. Still a Hebrew, Hebrew calendar. It's a lunar calendar. So that would mess everything up. Because if it's a different calendar, I mean, who knows what the Chinese, they're using monkeys and tigers and bears and all this kind of stuff in their calendar, right? And so I don't True. know how appropriate, how even accurate it could True. be considering like what, what calendar are you using? Right. Right. So, Absolutely. So I think God's right. Just like, listen, so just follow me. All that nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> and besides, once you're born, born again, you're, you're a new man. <laughs> right. So we got a couple. Actually, I want to get to this question that Jim Anthony, the third, um, what do you research? We were, oh, I research a lot of things. It's yes, actually been it. my career for two and a half decades. But I think it's good that, to go through a little bit of your background. So Jim Anthony, the third kind of knows it. I think he's, it's his first time here. Oh, okay. So I used to be a counterterrorism uh, subject matter expert on Islamic terrorism. So my specialty was open source intelligence, basically helping understand uh, movements and groups based on what they say publicly. So I didn't even have to use classified sources. It was all based on open source intelligence, which I think led credence to uh, the research because it's in their own words, basically. But also as an attorney and graduate from USC and UCLA, plus all this, you have a tendency yes. to get paralysis through analysis <laughs> yes yes you do so a lot of research i do i yeah even, so, a, even when i choose a restaurant or a dry cleaner yeah oh my gosh that's no lie no that lie. is no lie or a mover or a mo oh no the movers <laughs> oh but you use uh logos yes um and you're part of a, a, a Bible study that really is into studying. Yes. They give you a, a bunch of books to research and you guys go. Yes. It doesn't sound like a Bible study to me. It sounds like a college course. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I love about it. <laughs> so deep. Um, and then we have a great pastor, uh, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, Pastor Jack Hibbs, who is a Bible teacher. Um, yes. And I think there's so much that we learn from listening Pository to this Expository Bible teaching, verse by verse. Yeah. And uh, others, you know, Mark Driscoll, although he's controversial, uh, I think it, it adds to the uh, us listening to him and being discerning. Yes. Because there's things that aren't quite lining up with what Jack preaches. But that's, it's good that we, we catch those things. Yeah. I mean, they were encouraged to never listen to a false teacher mm -hmm. or a false gospel. But I think it's okay to have different opinions. I think a lot of teachers have a different opinions. I mean, the whole issue about the rapture and the last days and are we in the last days and the gifts and who gets the gifts and uh, mm. speaking in tongues. And there, there are a lot of things that are in the mystery box. I know we haven't got the scripture yet, but I just want I have one more question for you on this. Sure. Um, one thing as a uh, professional dog trainer, when I was, uh, you know, when I was either teaching handlers or other people that wanted to be dog trainers, I encouraged them to always go out and seek other people, 
to listen to other teachers and make determinations based on what you're hearing them say about, you know, is what they're telling you good information or is it false information? And, and I would always encourage them. If there's like a, a dog trainer coming into your town that, you know, you've either you've seen a book about them, go. Um, but don't go there to take what they teach you as gospel and put it into your training methods unless it makes sense, unless it protects the dog, unless it creates a better bond between the human and the, and the dog. If it does, if it doesn't do any of those things, then it's, it's, he's, a, he's kind of a false teacher. Right. But my, my point is that I would always encourage people to go listen to other people. Don't just listen to me. Right. I, I'm not the end all be all. I've, I've learned over a period of time. I've changed over the years. So when we talk about our church, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills and Jack Kibbs, which we obviously talk about all the time. Um, what do you think other pastors or experts in the Christian faith would say about us, what we do? And we we go and go to other churches all the time to hear what's being said and to hear what's going on in these other churches. We're not looking to leave the church that we love, but we we do go listen to other pastors. Well, I think there's a variety of opinions. I know hmm. some uh, pastors are very possessive and they feel like if you don't plant roots, that it's important to plant roots in your church family so that you serve at a church, you tithe at a church, that you that's your church family. Hmm. So that in situations like you were in where you were on your deathbed, um, people from your church family would come and help your family because that's what family does. So it's important that you plant roots at a certain church but I think the way that the internet's operating and the explosion of knowledge, I don't think, I know Pastor Jack would never say, oh, don't listen to somebody else. I think, you know, it's the same as reading an old commentary. Mm-hmm. Now they just happen to be online. So as long as it lines up with scripture, that you don't listen to teachers that are teaching a false interpretation of the gospel. I think that's sure. really important. I thought Jesus said, do we ever read this? <laughs> you know. Oh. So the real question becomes, can a born-again, spirit-filled Christian be possessed? Obviously, no. That leaves room only for those who fill in the blank. See, and that's the thing is, is that how do any of us know who's spirit-filled? And I think that at the end of the day was what this one teacher was saying is that we just shouldn't get hung up on that and dismiss what a person may be suffering and that if the Lord gives you discernment, like, for example, I had a, sorry, I just banged. <laughs> I had a really good friend who I could have sworn was spirit filled, mm-hmm. but was under a demonic oppression, possession. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, when I took her to church for deliverance, my friends there that had been doing this way longer than me said, she's possessed. And it was, we weren't able to break it while she was standing there. And we tried for an hour. So, what did she do? Like, what are you guys doing? You guys are crazy. No, no, she wanted us to do it, oh. but it was too strong. It was too strong; it wouldn't come out. <laughs> so, it would have taken, and, and as a lot of deliverance ministers will tell you, it could take hours. It could take hours based on who's reading. It depends on if you've asked the right questions of the demon, whether you you were spirit filled enough to be able to cast it out, because it takes a lot out of the deliverer too. Uh, and you have to have a certain sanctification to be able to do it. Well, and we've seen it in people that we probably, although they're like singing stars, you know, the gospel singers, uh, worship singers, that seemingly based on how they sing and what they do on stage and how they've even, you know, grown an audience to be hundreds of thousands of people, suddenly 
go off the rails. Yes. Start doing coke and sleeping with prostitutes and all that kind of stuff. Even uh, authors of books, uh, some yes. very famous pastors. Yes. And so we are, uh, what we've learned is that maybe they weren't Christian at all. Maybe they weren't filled with the spirit. The spirit filled, sorry. Right. Weren't spirit filled at all. <laughs> what do you think of, what do you think of Jim Anthony? <laughs> I don't know, Jim Anthony. I think we need to pray for him at, at some point. Yes. Uh, our friend seems to think that he's possessed and Jesus read a book about it. Um, have you heard of Goblet Tepe? I don't know. I'm a demon. There's one. I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> Back to my guy. I looked on Jesus. It's a tough subject, and you seem to have a discernment. Great answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm not sure that Jim Anthony thinks so, because he thinks, he thinks we're just going blah, 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 right. blah. That's interesting. Um, oh, he said, look, look it up, look up whatever that was. Um, look that Jesus says, try being in the same chat with him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah. You're both on YouTube. Yeah. I get it now. Uh, so really quick, let's get to, um, the scripture, yes. uh, which is, uh, Matthew 12, 25 through 45. And so this is Jesus responding to the Pharisees saying that he's casting out demons by the power of Satan. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. So Satan casts out Satan. He is divided against himself like mic drop. Duh. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, there sh they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man? And then he will plunder his house. He who is not with me is against me. And he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Therefore, I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven men. Anyone who speaks against the word of the son of man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or the age to come. Powerful warning. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you, be, how can you being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth goodness, and the evil man out of evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men speak, they will give an account of it on the day of judgment. Watch your words. <laughs> for by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered saying, teacher, we want a sign from you. Like as if he was going to go abracadabra, bam, you know. <laughs> but he answered and said to them, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign and no sign will be given to them except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Wow. Mm. He's prophesying his death and telling them. The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a greater Jonah is here. The queen of the south, meaning uh, the queen of Sheba, 
will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And indeed, a greater Solomon is here. So he's saying, even then, the people of Nineveh repented and turned to the Lord. Queen of Sheba repented and turned to Solomon. He says, but you Pharisees, no matter what, you're not going to repent. <laughs> when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, ah, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. <laughs> then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and therein and dwells. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it be with this wicked generation. Well, another warning. Do not have that demon cast out unless you are prepared to fill it with the Holy Spirit. Right away. As, uh, right away. No, no. Can I take you back to this? This is the one um, where it says, uh, anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven. My question was um, just that, to me, it seems like Jesus is God. So why not, if we speak a word against the Son of Man, who is God, why is it? Why is that forgiven? But when we speak against the Holy Spirit, it's not forgiven. Aren't all three of them the same? It's the same, but distinct. Huh. Distinct, and I think he's actually giving grace to people that... You could speak bad about me, but the sin of uh, blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is unforgiveness. So he's speaking as the man. As the man. Of, uh, that's on earth. Yes. That you could speak, you know, because a lot of people did. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he's like going, yeah, but if you, you know, believe in God, trust in God, uh, but you cannot speak poorly of God. Right. You can be speak, you can beat me and I'll still forgive you. Right. You can hang me on a cross. I still forgive you. Amen. Hmm. All right. Very cool. All right. Mark 9, 17 through 27. This is when, uh, this is the description of how Jesus casts out spirits. And listen very, up, Jim, Anthony. Very important. The third. Then one of the crowd answered and said, teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit and whatever, and wherever it seizes him, it throws him down and he foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples and they couldn't cast it out. He answered and said, oh, faithless generation, how, shall, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed in him. And he fell to the ground and wallowed and foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has he been this way? And he said, from childhood. And often he has thrown himself both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Hmm. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and with tears said, Lord, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. When Jesus saw that more people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to a deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed greatly and came out of him. And he became as one dead so that many people said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. Wow. I say that often in my prayers. I say, Lord, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. That's an interesting statement, though. I love it because yeah. it's basically like, I believe. I know you're true. I know you will rescue me. I know you will help me. I know I'm going to get through this. Help me with my unbelief, the part of me that just won't give in. 
that doesn't accept the my mind, my heart that is still the old the old flesh that causes you to worry. That causes you to worry. I say it all the time to myself. What an interesting thing to say. And it's so, I mean, the Bible is just a spectacular and amazing right? piece of work. But he, it, it's so, I think about that all the time. It's like he, they wrote this thousands of years ago, a couple thousand at least in some areas and a little bit um, further back. But it, it doesn't change. Mm-mm. Just like there were people back then who believed, but they had trouble with their unbelief. Yes. To this day, it's the same. It's always the truth. It doesn't matter when you read it. Glory to God. It's amazing. Really spectacular. The same people that were on the May, Mayflower that were coming across the ocean read the very same book, had the same things that were important to them. Amen. Believe, but help me with my unbelief. I don't think we're going to make it. People are dying around me. We're <laughs> laying in our own urine. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> and they're reading the same Bible. And it got them through it. And they created this great land. Amen. Wow. All right. Uh, first Peter five, eight, be sober, <laughs> be sober. Come on. Be really vigilant because your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion Arr. seeking whom he may devour. Again, I think that's such an important passage of scripture too, because be sober. It's the sober mindedness that makes us aware and allows us to hear the Holy spirit of when the devil's attacking us to be able to discern when God is speaking versus the enemy. Hmm. Jim Anthony's hooked on pop tarts. Nice. I think he's, <laughs> he's, he's I think he's harassing MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. He says, okay, H, you have the gift. You drove Jim Anthony away. Oh, ah. he's gone. Oh, really? Oh, look at that. That's too bad. I was really having fun with him. Kate Mary changed her picture. Oh, what is it? I don't know, but I think it's like clouds or something. Looks like clouds. Wait, or was that oh, no. Kate, was that Mary Kate before? Was no, her Kate name? Mary. Oh, it was okay. Mm-hmm. Kate Mary, is that you from Australia? Um, because I want to ask you about this pre- if this pastor, if you know who he is. And hooked on Jesus says, "Help me with my unbelief." Such a powerful statement, right. isn't it? It's right. so. And I, I encourage you, it's so blessed me because when I'm really struggling in myself against myself, I say that to myself all the time. And it just, it brings me peace. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many, how many times I read it and kind of listened to what it said, but right now it just, it just is so clear now with it. <laughs> Based on the state where they are, yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I don't know. It's just, um, it's so fantastic to be in this t- at this time right now where I am, just learning so much. Uh, Even though I've been reading this darn Bible for twenty some odd, odd years, it's just so much that when I when I see, read something like this, it's like I read it for the first time, and it just makes sense and clicks. It's so amazing. So uh, go ahead. Uh, when I was really struggling, I had a, a semi-nervous breakdown at our Bible study the other uh, last Monday, and I was telling them I was drowning and that I feel like I was trying to get to Jesus and I couldn't get to him. And they're like, well, sister, you got the equation wrong. You've got to call for him to rescue you. Hmm. And they brought up the passage of scripture where Jesus was walking on water and Peter's like, Lord, call out to me and I'll come. And he said, Come. And he walked, and as soon as he thought of the winds and the waves, he began to sink. 
And what happened? Jesus didn't say, okay, well, it looked like you're in trouble. <laughs> he stuck out his hand and grabbed him. So he says that when we're really drowning, wow. we have to ask Jesus to come to us and rescue us, not us running after him because we're drowning. He'll meet us where we are. Wow. Wow, that's so good. I wish I would have been there. It was really awesome. I was in uh, the hellhole, otherwise known as Portland, Oregon. <laughs> uh, Kate says... Actually, the pick is Jesus on the cross. Good yeah, Friday here. Oh, beautiful. So, Kate, have you ever heard of the pastor Derek Prince, who wrote a book on uh, Christian demonology and the study of Christian demonology? Because he sounds like he's Australian. Hmm. Um, so, just wondering if she'd heard of him. All right. So, uh, last night, um, or no, it wasn't, I guess it was last night. It was at six o'clock. Oh, hold on. She oh. said yes. She's heard oh. of him. Uh, if you could type up what you've heard, good or bad, or, you know, is, is he a legitimate teacher? Because I just, I just found this book is six and a half hours online and it's just blowing my mind. It seems awesome. It's, and it's an answer to a prayer that I've been making to the Lord. So I'm just curious, whatever opinions you may have. Very good. Um, so yesterday, um, I was told that there's going to be, there was going to be a rally uh, at the entrance of Disneyland on Harbor Boulevard, the 1500 block of uh, Harbor Boulevard. And we met right there at the entrance. So there's an IHOP across the street from the entrance. Uh, and Sean, I don't know what Voigt. Voigt. It's Voigt. Voigt. Yeah, it starts with an F. Um, he runs an organization called Hold the Line. And um, he's a singer. Christian he, activist is the Christian, way Christian them. activist, right. And, uh, and leads worship. And he's a singer. And they, I didn't expect them to have a band there. But I, we, I park my car, I start walking down the sidewalk, I find them in front of IHOP. It set up a band, a drummer and guitar and amplifiers and everything right there on the sidewalk, right there in front of IHOP. And um, the crowd began to gather. And from different churches in the area, uh, there was a, about, I would say, this is a guess, about 100 people. It was hard to tell because I was in the middle of it, but I was trying to look. And um, I just prepared a video that I put together from the shots I took from my phone. And it actually turned out pretty good. But it has all the speakers, which um, um, Rob McCoy uh, from Pastor Rob McCoy, God Speak from God Speak up in uh, Simi Valley area. Yes, and then Will Witt, um, who's with um, Prager University, and then we had somebody else um, from uh, what's the other one? USA uh, Turning Point. Turning Point USA, um, and then a couple other people. An employee from Disneyland all spoke about what's happening. Uh, and where Disneyland is uh, is headed, it's headed to hell, uh, because they have talked about how they are going to uh, uh, bring more LGBTQ um, uh, sex scenes into not like had them having sex. I don't think maybe, uh, but kissing of uh, you know same sex and some other stuff that they're going to make sure that's way more prevalent in their movies and cartoons than ever before, um, and that they think the law in in uh, Florida. Uh, needs to be overturned, which essentially is just called, it's just called parents' rights bill. And that means that you simply cannot teach sex education kindergarten to third grade. Right. It, it, it's not saying that you can't, anything about gay, is you can't teach sex ed. That's all it is. Um, but Florida thinks it's wrong and they want to be able to teach kids in Florida uh, sex education. Disney thinks it's wrong, Disney not thinks, the Floridians. No, they have Disney. Voted in. Disney. 
Um, and uh, of course, with being the, uh, the president of the California Parent Alliance, knowing that uh, Disney is a California-based company, um, we wrote a letter, or I wrote a letter in, in the name of the, the organization that we uh, suggested everybody uh, boycott Disney, uh, get rid of the um, Apple TV and anything else associated with Disneyland. Don't visit them. Don't get season passes. And, but uh, it was great going to that because the people that spoke were so passionate that I don't even think that you necessarily had to be Christian to be there. Now we did pray. We, they did bring a lot of scripture, but really the, it's just, it's just the thought that you cannot leave your child I mean, when we're talking about three years old, four years old in front of a television to watch a, a movie that's been made in 21, 22 and in the future, that it's not safe to put those kids in front of that movie and anything that Disney has created. That it, it doesn't matter if you're Christian. It doesn't matter if you're Muslim. I mean, you it doesn't remember, matter. Do you remember when we were just looking at uh, that uh, Minnie, Mickey and Minnie hugging and we're just like, and somebody draw attention to how yeah. the dress was a phallic symbol? Yes. It was like... <gasps> And I've oh heard them God. doing that. I mean, I have, I have, I have a, but, but a, a family member who was a cartoonist for Nickelodeon. Wow. And they say they do that stuff all the time just to be funny. Yeah. But, I told you my brother had his whole theory about SpongeBob, like a whole yep. treatise about how uh, demonic and, and absurd it is. So, so interestingly enough, um, at the same time, oops, sorry. At the same time that uh, last night that I was at that event, you had completed your article for the Christian Post, and it's up current. Oops, there we go. I know, that was weird. Uh, and your article for the Christian Post, and it's entitled Disney, and it's not so family-friendly agenda. So go to the Christian Post, type in Hedia's name, and you'll find the article. Or you just look on the homepage there and on the right-hand column, right, the center column of the, at least on the uh, computer version, um, you'll find our article. And although you didn't pick that, um, oh, I did not that, pick that uh, picture. That picture. <laughs> that was their choice. <laughs> um, but the article is fantastic. It really, it's like, oh my gosh, it's like a, a perfect between. And the reason I brought up all three of those things, the, the our organization, California Parent Alliance. Yes. We really decided this is a parent issue. This isn't. It is a Christian issue. It's you know, and why? Why every issue. Christian that goes to church just needs to boycott Disney. Period. Yes. If you're if you're Christian or conservative, or and especially Christian conservative, you need to, to you need to take the stand. Why you're not doing it? Why other churches aren't speaking about it? Because I we brought that up last night. Like, why isn't every church here in Orange County right speaking up against it? But it doesn't matter. But it also is just simply a parent issue. Yes. Who wants their three year old to learn about sex? Their kindergarten learn about sex at school. Um, but between the the organization, uh, the um, article that you wrote and the, the, um, the rally we had last night. I'm just so, I'm just so more pumped to bring down Disney than I've ever been before. <laughs> and I'm not the type of person who boycotts. I, I obviously, uh, because if anybody's really? been, been around our Facebook, no, I don't tell people to boycott. No, I don't. I never have. But what do you, but you do it against Nike and Amazon. I don't buy it. Oh. I choose not to. I don't tell people to boycott. Oh. I just tell people I, I'm, I don't wear anything Nike. I don't, um, I've thrown away everything Nike. I uh, canceled Netflix. I canceled a bunch of things. Uh, I buy um, Goya food because everybody <laughs> wanted to cancel and Goya slippers. food. Yeah. And so I, I just simply, I choose to do those things, but I've never called for a boycott of anybody. Ah. 
but I now I am boycott Disney. Disney is dead to me. Get rid of it. Yeah, and so uh, it, it feels kind of freeing to finally be a, a, somebody that cancels somebody. Well, These other people get to cancel people all the time. Yeah, I've decided I'm going to cancel. Yes, I am canceling Disney, and I'm telling all of you to boycott Disney. That for the first time, I feel so free. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Kate Marie, or Kate, I always want to say Marie. Sorry, Kate. Kate Mary um, Gave us says he's not Australian. It. He's great. He lived in Israel. Oh, okay. But the accent must be English then. These are just some stats about his family and his life. Mm-hmm. He died in 2003. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. You do. Yeah. And Jan saying I, that Sean ran for Congress in California a few years back. I didn't know oh, that. Really? Great Interesting. guy. I said I had him a couple of times. We were just like two feet away, and uh, I mean, between him and Rob McCoy and and and, and uh, Will Witt and I, he and I talked for a little while, and they interviewed me for Prager University. So I, I should be making an appearance on Prager U. Nice. Um, I'm not sure where, or how, but he it was a pretty extensive interview. I mean, it was like a five minute interview. Oh, nice. He's out there on the sidewalk, <laughs> um, but all of them were such. They were just wonderful people. They, um, you know, nobody's uh, obnoxious. Rob didn't act like he was all that, you know. He's no, just, he's really, he's, he's a really nice good guy. guy. Great guy. And Sean was fantastic. He had his daughter at the, I have the video. I'm going to post it on Rumble. I, I'm going to try to post it on my YouTube channel also, but I have a feeling they're going to probably take it down just because of what we were talking about. Some of the, we even talked about masks and some other stuff. Um, and I'll post it on my Facebook page. So you should be able to find it. It should be up a little bit later on this uh, evening. But uh, if you watch it, watch all the way to the end or fast forward to the end where Sean's daughter who is probably 11 or 12. I hear. And she prayed. And I don't know how he held it together because I was sobbing because, you know, I'm a big crybaby. But um, she was powerful. Her prayer was powerful. So when I get the video up, um, either watch it all the way through. I think every speaker was amazing. Uh, But uh, How long is the video? About 30 minutes. About 30 minutes. And I put some extra stuff in there so it should be entertaining for the most part. But make sure and watch it. She's spectacular. Hooked on Jesus Says. Off topic for you, but oh. his family married, uh, married, adopted a nine-year-old German shepherd who was trained completely in German. Can he be retrained in English or is he too old? Um, no, I mean, we've done it. We've, we've changed the language. Um, is there a reason why you would need to do that? Uh, I mean, I mean, if, if you just think people have two, because there's not that many words. In German, you got uh, plots for down. And you know what the, the command for sit is in German? No. Sit. Sit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe MacGyver can, can text you and get the other four yeah. words. He said, he said S to the end. Sits. Um, there's seats um, <laughs> and plots uh, is down. And heel is foos. But yeah, there's only a couple words. It's not that many. But I mean, yes, you could. It's very easy. Most of uh, dog training when it comes to commands is tonality. I mean, so your tone is uh, versus sit here. <laughs> oh, and here for his German for here. Oh, yeah. So or, it's not so hard. Or if you want to get complicated, you really ready for this? <clears throat> Kommen Sie here. <laughs> is that come here? Come here. Kommen Sie here. Kommen Sie here. <laughs> you gotta have a you rotten you gotta, dog. You gotta add an accent. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty easy. You just you use the same tone that you used for the German words, for the English words, and usually it, it goes over pretty quickly. Uh, Kate says she canceled Netflix too. Disney is done. Thank you, Kate. You're amazing. 
Uh, Gian says his daughter has the gift. That's Sean's oh, daughter. Yeah, Sean's daughter definitely has the gift. And hooked on Jesus says, and handing back to you. He likes Sook. Oh, Sook. Sook. What yep. does that mean? Uh, smell the ground. Ah. Sook is actually the command for tracking, sniffing oh, the track. Okay. Some people use it. It sounds like hooked on Jesus may be using it just to smell things, which is what commonly happens. But Sook is really meant for tracking. You tell the dog to Sook and you'll track the footsteps of a bad guy. Oh. But it often gets used to do other things. Start smelling. <laughs> Smell. Yeah, start sniffing. <laughs> it's actually sniffing. Uh, so Danielle knew Sean Rand in 2020. She saw him at a conference back in 2019. Great guy. He did a lot of work in Iraq helping Christians. That's oh, wow. great. Yeah, I really got the sense that he really, really is a, a decent man. That's uh, great. And hooked up Jesus. Uh, I laughing. think he left at you, Jim. The comments are here. I'm surprised I haven't used that on you. Hey, <laughs> Come and see here, plots. <laughs> oh, you're, you're scaring me. <laughs> I got a couple other words. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, That's what Should we should. talk about what we talked about at dinner with the kids? No. <laughs> Some of our dinner conversations are entertaining. Yes. We have boisterous teenagers. The good news is, is that uh, when we get into a new house, at least we think that we won't have a common wall between my, ourselves and a, my, one of my daughters. Right. <laughs> you have the children. <laughs> so you can pretty much guess what the, the conversation was. All right. Anything else, my love? <laughs> I said I didn't want to talk about it. Well, we like to exercise in our room. And that's what I tell them. You hold my feet while I do sit-ups. <laughs> and... Come on. <laughs> Come on. One more. <laughs> What are you, a wuss? <laughs> Give me one more. Okay, look what Jesus says. Oh, that's so beautiful. I feel God is going to use you oh. guys greatly. Remember us little folk one day. <laughs> that's so sweet. So funny you said that because it just really does seem like that uh, God has put us in, put us in a, a few positions here to be used by what it is we've been doing. Well, just opportunities to speak and I I don't know how many of you have a ministry but a, um, a friend of mine asked me like what are you doing with your social media and are you promoting and I said you know I have some very dear friends that are just soldiers of Christ and they never uh, did anything to grow their ministries and some of them like really expanded exponentially and all of them had the same advice don't 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 try to do commercial things like be be happy where the lord puts you and allow him to steer just like everything else in life mm. and so i told her i said i just i surrender to him i don't you know we don't go out of our way to promote ourselves or to do anything and be like oh well, you know i think we need to do this and we need to get paid advertisement over here or you know it's just just being open to what the Lord um, wants to do with it. And I think he makes it clear. Well, we've got out of our way, but we've been very fortunate. We've been lined up with some of the most influential people in our, in the Christian world. I mean, you get interviewed by Pastor Jack Hibbs. Oh, number one. Well, right, when you're the guest on one of those shows, yes. people are going to see. But we didn't do that. It, he did. No, you know that's what I mean. mean. I mean, it was just. But that the Lord did that, you know, it's just, it's just, we, we were just obedient and just showed up. 
Yep. And you know, it was so, uh, the other day, uh, Tony Perkins. Tony Perkins, Family yeah. Research Council. That he, was also such he a... He gives you a little call and says, hey, Eddie, would you be on my little show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my hundreds of thousands of uh, viewers. One million downloads <laughs> uh, a week, I think, something like that. I was like, what in the world? And I was on the show with Senators Ted Cruz and Rand Paul. Right. <laughs> and me. <laughs> I was, was like, I was interviewed by Will Witt. There you go. <laughs> and we just, we just, he's got thousands of. We just, followers. we just end up, I don't know where, and whatever, whatever the Lord does, we are pleased. Yes, it's awesome. Uh, Danielle, I want to know if we got a new place, and I was kind of hesitant because we, kind of, kind of, <laughs> we were told that the that we have been accepted for this new house. Yes, but the paperwork that we're supposed to fill out that, which it, which is the part where you sign and you actually know that you have it it, it just doesn't seem to want to come <laughs> but the people say that we have it and they came and did the home inspection today to take back this house and the broker's like, like days away from yeah she's like so when are you leaving and i was like Eunice, i swear to you i'm doing the best i can and she's like yeah they called me twice Okay, oh really? For references, yeah. She's like, I, I said, I know, and they told me I should expect the paperwork. I, I don't, I don't know yeah. what else to do. I promise you, I'm trying to get out of here as soon as possible. So, keep us in your prayers, folks. So, maybe. And then hooked on Jesus says, uh, because you have humility, you just come across as genuine. Oh, that's thanks. the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's such a compliment. Yeah, I just I don't understand how God decided to use me. It doesn't make any no sense. Unlikely candidates. <laughs> make no sense. <laughs> uh, but just one thing that just just to kind of go along with you said hooked on Jesus or MacGyver, um, is that I had this this story that we told about the school board meeting and praying in the school board meeting, and it it just became more of this. I mean, as we thought about it, and then uh -huh. I met with some other people. It's just you have these moments in your life. You never know how God's going to use you. And how wow. God is going to use others to affect you when the time comes. And it was just this very strange little thing. It, it, there were so many little tiny moving parts. Not strange. I know. And I don't know what else to say it. But to me, it's like, why me? Like there's 100, 200 people in that room. And you wonder how God, like, Andy, you're up. Like, what? Yeah. I'm not ready. I, don't, I just, my helmet doesn't fit. That's how I played football in high school. I told you, I had a helmet that didn't fit. You know, the jersey was really baggy. And it's like the coach says, Andy, you're in for the game. You know, there's two seconds left, left on the clock. You're down by, by two points. And if you score the touchdown, you win type of situation. You're yeah. going like, like, why are you using me? I, I mean, I've never been in a, in a play. And uh, God puts me in with my misshapen, uh, you know, head with a bad helmet and jersey's not fitting and says, yeah. you're in. And it was amazing. I scored the touchdown. No. Because of him, he lifted me across. God lifted me across the end zone <laughs> somehow. <laughs> but it was so funny because I told the story. And then the story is we are going live um, just before we went live. I, I saw an email come in from a pastor from our Monday night group. He had written a whole story about it. Yeah. And distributed to how many ever thousands of people in the <laughs> church's email. I was like, Andy, did you know they were going to tell the story to like the entire like, tri-city area? <laughs> so again, it's just we we're doing absolutely nothing but trying to be obedient yeah. and to live out uh holiness as best we can so i wish i could say that was humility it's just more shock like i just don't i don't i just god is amazing i don't um 
I, I, it's something I, we earn or deserve. No, I, I watched the chosen the first season again, and uh, those disciples, at least in the movie, and I'm sure they did it in real life too, is they keep going. I don't understand why. Why us? Well, I'm just a fisherman. But that's what brings out the glory. Of God. Yes, he has how he gets all the glory. Because if he takes really polished, great examples then how does he get the glory? Everyone thinks it's themselves. Mm -hmm. Well, of course I'm in this position because I'm such a great orator. I'm such a great reader or whatever it may be. But it, he takes ordinary people and does extraordinary things mm -hmm. to demonstrate his own glory. Wow. All wow. glory is to wow. God. I'm sorry. I was reading. I was uh, commenting. Sorry, MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. <laughs> he, had, he had something to do, apparently. Uh, <laughs> He's such a Mountain Dew. Yes, Kate. Amen. amen. I, I, so I, I just love God. I just love what Jesus is doing. He's He's kept us together. He, he first allowed <laughs> us to meet, and then just kept us together. And um, it's I don't know. I'm just so thankful and so in love with God. It is. It's been pretty amazing. Amen. And yet, uh, still, tomorrow, I'll do something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get through these couple. He's, no, he's a fast really, typer. Let me uh, demonstrate not? my godliness on y'all right quick. Can we just not? All right. Thank you. I think that's all. We've gone over an hour. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, he's getting a little crazy. Hey, Jim Anthony. Um, Thank you for joining us. We love you. <laughs> Open a Bible. I think it's most important that Jesus loves you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. He's still going. All right, my friends. Hey, we have one thing that we have to tell you about before we leave. Oh, yes. And it's spectacular. Check it out. And uh, it is uh, the Christian Podcast Network's new Christian app. Find all of the greatest pastors and scholars. And then you find us two on there, too. <laughs> Again, another thing that makes no sense, but we would love it if you'd subscribe and download the podcast. Jim Anthony, the third, pay attention to this. Download it onto your phone. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. Have you read the Quran? Oh, of course, many times. Yeah. As a Muslim? As a Muslim, yes. You are Muslim? Uh-oh. Oh, my gosh. Wait till Jim, Jimmy oh, Bobby. Oh, God, you guys want to hear something really funny? I'm just going to say real quick. Okay. Uh, we were watching some show on terrorism and they were speaking in Arabic and I repeated some of the things they said and Andy flipped out. He got like all scared and he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just repeating the things that they said on the screen. <laughs> he really flipped out. He was so nervous. He's like, don't do that again. Because I feel like what they, especially when they say Allah Akbar or whatever that, how they say. Oh, don't. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you say it just like them. That's yeah. usually what happens before they blow something up. It's a call to prayer. That's a good thing with what you were wearing when you said it. There's no way you could have been hiding a bomb. <laughs> it would have been impossible. Oh, oh. no. All right. <laughs>
do? All right, my friends. We love you. God bless. Have a beautiful rest of your evening. And it's the most glorious time, as Kate knows. Good Friday. We talked about the crucifixion of Christ, but uh, we have nothing to fear because Jesus rose three days later, conquered sin, hell, death, and the grave, folks. So if you're a lover of Jesus, we're going to celebrate. And those of you who don't know him yet, I hope you meet him where you are. Jim Anthony, we'll be praying for you. Yes. Take care. Good night. God bless.